Hello, Dare to Glow tribe. We are back with another beautiful episode on the Dare to Glow podcast. And today we are joined by the amazing Jess Rowe, who is the host of the Unqualified and Unafraid podcast. And she's also a young film student with so many ambitions. And she's here to talk to us today all about her journey with that. Hi. Oh, hey, hey, Jess. How are you going today? I'm going really well. It's been a, been a chill day. Had a busy week though because all of our big uni assignments are piling up so I've got a lot of video projects that I'm working on yeah. that sounds exciting though I love I love editing and like video editing as well so but I couldn't imagine doing it full-time so like full page to you I could possibly <laughs> do that but we were on Jess's podcast a couple months ago now um and we thought it was only time to get her on our podcast because she is an innovator she is creating a life for herself. She is currently in uni and studying and she's got so many great plans and visions for what she wants to create. So we wanted to get on here and have her share her story, share who she is, share what she does, what she is planning to do over the next couple of years and just kind of pick her brain about who she is, what makes her what makes her her and why she's decided to create her own podcast and go into the film industry. So I think we're going to leave it to you to give us a little brief introduction about who I was going to say are. you can tell like you're so humble as well like about like what you do and everything but I think you know that's such a beautiful quality to have especially I think a lot of creatives are like that as well because I'm a I'm a creative person too. Um, and I think a lot of people in the creative industry tend to be a bit humble about their art and their work, but it's definitely something you should be proud of. So yeah, give us a little rundown about who you are, what you do, what you want to, what, what you want us to know about you. Okay. Well, thanks so much for that lovely intro. So my name's Jess. Um, I think an important thing to share about me is that I grew up on Kangaroo Island, which is a small island off the coast of South Australia, and that's like kind of a big part of who I am. So I kind of want to say that first. And yeah, so I'm really passionate about video creating, which is why I'm studying film. And I'm hoping that in the future, I can um, direct and produce my own films, um, specifically documentary films about different subcultures and then I've also got my podcast Unqualified and Unafraid and that is basically all interview based and I basically talk to other creative people about their passions and actually I'll explain the name of the podcast so it's called Unqualified and Unafraid because I knew that I wanted to start a podcast but I felt a bit silly because I don't have any qualifications and only 19 years of life experience so I'm like why am I sharing my like unimportant thoughts but then I thought I'm gonna be unafraid and do it anyway so that's why it's called unqualified and unafraid I love that 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 itself is honestly so inspiring especially for a lot of like young individuals out there listening who most likely have similar thoughts where they think to themselves I don't really have anything to like bring to the table or like I'm young I don't really know that much I don't have that much life experience but it's like don't second guess yourself don't you know sell yourself short because trust me like I'm only a few years older than you and in you know 19 years and 22 years you can actually get so much more life experience than you give yourself credit for yeah definitely mm. and everyone always thinks oh I've got to be ready for this or I've got to be a certain somebody to do this or go after this so to get to like 19 and have that already within you to go you know what I'm unqualified I haven't got that much life experience but I know what I want I know what I want to do 
I know that I want to create something out of this and this is how I'm going to do it. And you'll probably be so, so excited. like Yeah, exactly. And you'll probably look look back at this in like, nine, you know, maybe five years or something, you know, look back and say, oh, my God, when I was 19, I almost didn't do this and now I'm so glad I did. And so many of us honestly have those, like, those moments all the time. Like, I almost didn't do this or I almost didn't take, you know, that opportunity or I almost didn't say yes to this, but I'm so glad I did now because look at where it's led me to. And I feel like those are the moments worth, like, living for. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And actually, something that I've always been um, pretty proud of myself for is that ever since I was really young, like, whenever I would have an idea for something creative, like, I've always been the person to do it. Um, A lot of people say that, like, I've never really struggled with having a lot of ideas that I never do. I've always been pretty good at actually making myself do it. And when I was about 12 or 13, I started a YouTube channel. Um, oh, I love that. That. <laughs> like, that was like my um, basically when I became really obsessed with making videos and stuff and mm-hmm. I would just make little makeup videos. And that was like I can't believe I had the courage to do that because in my little small town that was very, very embarrassing. <laughs> well, you obviously like are so, you know, brave enough to like put yourself out there and I think, again, that's another thing to just give yourself credit for, um, especially, like you said, living and growing up in that small country town. How did you – I want to know more about like the transition between – starting in like kangaroo island and then going into like a bigger city like how was that transition mm. for you because like even starting a youtube channel where everyone knows you in the town yeah <laughs> and what's been your horrible. what's been your biggest challenge as well in that transition yeah so that's a really good question i moved to the mainland which some people laugh that's what we call the rest of australia <laughs> Um, when I was in year 10, so I went to school in KI until year nine, moved in year 10 and my school over in KI had 60 students in it. And then I moved to this like big mainland school. I'm not sure the exact amount, but it was, it was a lot more than 60 students. And, um, that was very nerve wracking and scary and it was like my whole world basically got turned upside down because I'd gone from a place where I knew every single person to a place where I didn't know anyone at all I didn't know like any of the social like conventions and stuff because on KI like we're very in our own bubble and um what is considered cool is not like the same as um when you go to the mainland so in high school obviously when you care about being cool (laughs) um that was kind of hard to like assimilate into But also um, the hardest thing was going from a place where you felt like everybody had your back to a place where it was very much every man for themselves. And that was the Mm. biggest struggle that I experienced was the concept that, oh, nobody actually cares about me (laughs) I went through yeah I went through a similar experience I mean not in the way where I went from like a small country town to like a bigger city sort of thing but I pretty much went from like primary school where I kind of felt like you know a little bit more cared for and taken care of to um to a public high school where I literally felt like a nobody you know I felt like a a fish in in a big giant sea and yeah Yeah, like it's such a daunting feeling especially at like such a young age too and like that was such a huge um like growth experience for me Mm. I started off like I started off with my three years at that school I started off those three years being so shy and so like low confidence and by the end of it I now feel 
like very comfortable introducing myself to new people and stuff because that's basically all I was doing for a year so Mm -hmm. I think there's moments as well when you just get thrown in the deep end and you have no other option but to adapt and grow is where you see the most changes within yourself as well as scary as it can be sometimes I kind of like those moments because I know out of it is going to come a better or a more knowledgeable me and I'm going to know more about the world and more about how it works and more about how I fit into it um so I think it was pivotal for like your growth Mm. and where you want to go from going from somewhere where it was small and I would say you wouldn't have had much opportunity to do what you do now to a bigger city where you've got more scope more reach um, you're doing more things, you're creating more things, you're creating a different life or from what you're used to to now something that can be anything, which I think is really amazing to do. And like think now in like 10 years when you're 29, which that's like five years away from me. So like, ugh. oh no, yeah, five years away from me and I'm like oh, dreading it. But I just think back on how much you've actually achieved in this last year and this last couple of years. Um, but what I really want to know is like, I know that you're going into or you're wanting to create documentaries. Have you created any so far that are like maybe no one's seen? <laughs> um, so yeah, I've done a lot of video projects. Whether they're that good or not is another question, but um, one that I'm like is probably my favorite thing that I've made was I did make a documentary called Girt by Sea. And it, I interviewed my friends back on Kangaroo Island um, about growing up there and um, the different struggles and basically examining the whole experience. Yeah. Um, and that you can watch that on like if um, I have an online portfolio where all my videos are, um, and you can get to that like through my Instagram. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll link all that stuff in there because that'll be interesting for people to see. Mm. I love that title, though. I love that title. Such an Aussie title. Thank you. (laughs) And Kangaroo Island, everyone's going to know you're from Australia. Absolutely. (laughs) But, like, what are your your vision, what are your goals for the next year or so? What do you have planned or what are you wanting to achieve? Um, well, actually, during the summer, I'm hoping to shoot a documentary called The E-Girls of Adelaide, <laughs> and it's literally going to be examining the subculture of e-girls um, in Adelaide. So that will be really interesting. <laughs> and, That's awesome. What's yeah. your key, what's like your main message or like the thing you want to deliver and put out there with all the documentaries and things you're creating? With all the things that I'm creating. Yeah, like um, do you have like a key message or something that you, like across all of your documentaries, you just want to like put it, put out there so that when someone thinks about Jess Rowe, they're like, yep, that's the girl that like makes these documentaries. Yeah, I think I want to, um, with all the work that I do, um, lift up other people's voices because like I don't really have like that much to say. I want to provide a platform for other people's voices to be lifted, if that makes sense. And I hope that all the things that I make, like I hope that when I make documentaries and if they become well-known, like people will think of me as like the person who makes documentaries about things that other people might not even think to even Mm. um, make 
a full documentary about like the Eagles of Adelaide for example it's quite and because it's such a new fashion style it's like quite an obscure thing to be making a whole documentary about yeah so yeah I think it's good though watching no well it does I think it's good to like put something out there that's a little bit different because no one wants to be the exact same um Mm -hmm. that's boring and I also don't think you should like put yourself down and say I don't really have that much to say because I think like believe whether you know it or not like your documentaries are inspiring someone else or you know actually communicating a message and like you said lifting people up and that in itself is you know inspiring Mm, and And shows you do have a lot to say I think Mm. within that as well when you show people you provide that platform for others to be empowered and to feel like they have a voice what you end up doing is you end up finding yourself as well on your own so I think it's people foundation from you for you to grow from because it has such a good intention behind it about what you're trying to do and how you're trying to promote other people's work that might not be the normal mainstream or things that might not be trending it's like things that have purpose to it but not a lot of people would pick it or be it wouldn't be like a first choice for anyone because they would go, oh, I would rather watch this over this without even seeing it and providing that platform for people is something that we need to empower people and empower others to be like, you know what, I may not be like Bella Thorne or Kim Kardashian, but I've got a voice and <laughs> sorry, I use those examples. <laughs> and I've got this special thing that I think is amazing and more people need to see it and they're going to look at you and go, okay, this is the person that's going to help me do it. This is the person that's going to help me bring my dream to life. So definitely don't put yourself on a lower level when mm. you are the shining beacon for it within to other people that are going to find you and know that this is the person that's going to help them get here or here or here. And I think you're also in a beautiful time in your life, you know, like not just for your own like self-love and personal development but also creativity creativity like wise you are you know becoming your own artist you're finding yourself you're creating your own identity within you know that industry as well which is which isn't like you know easy to do to break into that so I think that alone the fact that you're even just like starting so so young and like Jazz said like you're finding your voice and you're finding what it is you do want to share with the rest of the world is is pretty incredible what do you feel like um you think might be your biggest barriers in achieving whatever goals you've set what do you feel like are your personal barriers that might get in the way hmm. um in terms of like my mental barriers I'd say that I have a lot of self-doubt mm-hmm. and um that can sometimes stop me from like it like mm, yeah I don't know I, I'm gonna have to think about this one do you feel like do you notice that sometimes when you're getting ready to um put a documentary out there or share something that you've created your inner mean girl taps in and starts to you know play with you a little bit actually I don't know I I do think like with my creative work I am quite like self-disciplined in just getting it out there because I see creativity as like a journey it's not like Mm. I'm gonna take out my camera and make like a Hollywood um quality production right now like it's never gonna be at that level and it probably like might not ever be so it's like everyone who is watching your stuff is gonna appreciate that you're on a creative journey and not aren't gonna be expecting you to like 
be absolutely perfect at everything. So I think because I have that mindset, that allows me to be able to share a lot of my work. Um, But the barriers, I would say that there's some, like, when I'm doing video stuff, um, I find it really hard to pick up, like, new technical skills. So learning how to use, um, uh, like, industry standard um, camera equipment and sound equipment um I find that really hard and I dislike it and so I would just be like I don't want that job like someone else can do that even though that is actually going to be very beneficial for me if I am kind of a jack of all trades Mm. so that's probably a barrier is just like not wanting to do the things that I don't enjoy or aren't Mm. good at or Um, don't know about as much yeah 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 so where did your passion for filmmaking and, and creating come from? Um, so I've always been really creative, like, since I was born. Mm. I've just always made stuff, um, whether that came from my mum, like, doing craft projects with me or something. I can I relate to that, up. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but I've just always had, like, a need to create something. And if I if I'm not working on projects I'm really uh feel really purposeless mm-hmm. and um I actually get like restless so it's kind of um a necessity that I'm being creative <laughs> because otherwise the creative energy this is how this is like a little bit weird but how I look at creativity is that if I'm not using it for good um my brain's going to use it against me and start mm-hmm. uh it'll turn into anxiety (laughs) no honestly I can relate with that like being a creative being as well um like I feel like if I don't dance if I don't you know I don't know choreograph something if I don't paint if I don't do something creative for a while um like your your inner child starts to kind of like get suppressed suppressed and like you said it turns into like other wants other ways to come out so it might be anxiety it might be um overthinking it might be other sort of tendencies and then when you actually go to do that thing you're like oh I can breathe again and that was like me the other day like I took a dance class again for like the first time in a while and I was oh my god I'm lit up again so I think creative being beings like that you know like us like it's so important to just honor that like that's our form of like play as well as work you know but even though it doesn't feel like work so it's really important to yeah honor that yeah definitely Mm. and um like during year 12 um I my overthinking got quite um bad and I realized that because I was so busy in year 12 doing schoolwork and then um also not having time to socialize I realized that throughout year 10 and 11 I'd slowly forgotten how to spend time by myself Mm. um because I'd been doing so much social stuff and being all in that high school realm that I forgot that I could actually just spend a weekend at home and not feel crazy um so (laughs) that's when I realized how important it was to me to just do um creative things by myself for fun and not just for not for anyone else not for any assignments just like Mm scrapbooking or like writing little songs or something and just learning how to spend time with yourself like that and isn't that just the best feeling as well like I know for me like my solitude is really important especially like I said when it comes to you know play or create creating anything um so what do you what would you like what feeling would you link to you know anytime you're doing that hmm. what does it feel uh, like to you when I'm just doing uh I would say that, like, um, when I'm uh, doing something really creative that I'm very into, 
that's kind of the closest thing that I've ever experienced to a flow state. Mm, I love that, yes. Especially when I'm editing, if I'm just on a roll, like I could be editing for hours and then once I'm finished, I'll realise that I'm starving, I'm busting for the toilet and I hadn't even realised because I was just so into it. Yes, it's so true. It's like all your other senses just shut off and you're like, I'm just so zoned. It does one thing right now. Um, But I love that you described it as your flow state because to me, like it is, it's almost like so much bliss and freedom and abundance and love is going into that one thing that it does. It feels like you're in flow with it. Hmm, One thing that I wanted to ask, you said it before, you mentioned that your documentaries or your films would never be at a Hollywood level. And I want to ask, why not? Mm, I was going to say the same thing. Like, why aren't you challenging yourself to say, yeah, like, why aren't you challenging yourself to say, you know what, that's my goal. I want to get there one day and make Hollywood films. Well, like your goal, but like with your vision that you have about empowering other people, wouldn't it be, I wouldn't say, wouldn't it be something where you would want to have it at that Hollywood level to recreate the stigma behind documentaries and documentaries that aren't, um, how would you say it, unorthodox or just different? Yeah, just unusual or like, would, yeah, like you said, yeah, different. How you, yeah. How would well, you answer that question? <laughs> I would say, um, first of all it's almost impossible to create something at a Hollywood level right now because obviously that I don't have a budget and the resources Mm -hmm. and the equipment so that's the reason why in the future as if like if you had it as a part of your vision Mm -hmm. for what it could be could it be a possibility for you to destigmatize what a documentary can be for certain creatives and have it at that level of being a Hollywood film that is a documentary and have it at that level where it is something major that people actually pick over a a normal like sci-fi or bullshit like romance anything like that I'd love that I'd love to make a documentary that could be widely watched and not just like um, by people who or like who just enjoy documentaries. So there's mm. a few on Netflix at the moment, which I'm so happy that um, documentaries are kind of becoming a bit more popular. Um, like there was a few um, like sports ones, like there's a few gymnastics ones that I can't remember the titles of that were like really good, but it wasn't just like gymnast people who watched that it was actually like a mainstream show that people were watching. And I think that's awesome because like obviously it's still not completely reality, but it's cool that people are interested in actually real stories. Yeah, like I've personally watched a few as well. Like I watched one recently on Netflix and it was called Chia and it was literally just like Mm – it was about yeah gymnasts and, and and cheerleaders and it pretty much had like a documentary style to the series and that's what I loved about it because it actually made it feel especially being like a dancer myself it made it feel a lot more real it made it feel like I could connect to every single person across a character but every single person on that show and I love that like I feel like that's the kind of um kind of dynamic relationship you want to create when you're watching a documentary showing my struggles and hardships and, and things that people can most likely can to. Yeah, I would absolutely love to work on a show like that. That's a good example of like kind of the I would make. There's also-
want to do in my life is work for the ABC or work with the ABC like I don't even know I don't know doing what but um ever since you know what you don't even need to figure it out right now just have that goal in mind and then the universe will be like boom we'll figure it out for you and you might even like in the next two years or so you know after your you know degrees finish you might actually like come like sometimes opportunities just flow to you you know what I mean when you're in that flow state yeah an internship kind of thing oh that would be so beautiful and that's the thing I think that'd be a really great way to actually break into that industry as well Mm -hmm. like being around those kind of people and um and that kind of environment as well would be so supportive for that um but in the next five years well um right now I'm trying to do more paid video work for businesses so that's kind of a big goal is to kind of um Get, be getting like consistent jobs um with video and then oh, and oh, yeah. um should I keep going or? Yeah, yeah keep going yeah <laughs> okay um and then also um 
in uni breaks keep working on big projects that can be entered into film festivals and stuff like that and um, I'm hoping that after uni I'll be able to just apply for some video um, related jobs in different cities and mm. move from Adelaide and experience living somewhere new. So. so what are you actually studying at uni? What's your degree called? It's called a Bachelor of Creative Arts Screen. Amazing. Yeah. But so what would yeah. be your, um, I guess, your advice to any other young creatives or filmmakers out there listening to this? What would be your advice to them? I mean, I I haven't got it all figured out at all, but a lot of um, what our teachers keep saying to us is just keep making stuff and keep putting it out there and enter it into film festivals because that's how you get like awards mm. and start to become known. So yeah, exactly. And getting people, getting people, yes, to see your work and and things like that. That's amazing. Nothing frustrates me more when people say like, "Oh, um, I want to be a filmmaker." And it's like, where where's your portfolio? Mm. <laughs> that, that's kind of rude. But, like, they're, they're like, I want to study film. And it's like, I've never seen you put out anything before. Like, mm. you just have to start making stuff now. Like, yeah. you can't wait until you've got, like, a million-dollar budget. Yeah, and pretty much, like you said, it's like everyone starts somewhere, whether you're a writer, a designer, a filmmaker, an entrepreneur, whatever it is, everyone starts somewhere. So, like you mm. said, like, don't be afraid to just, like, start now and then, you know, you'll eventually, like, get to the big big guns um but like you said yeah it's just about like putting yourself out there and having that courage to do so yeah definitely I love that you're an action taker as well oh absolutely (laughs) that's just oh it's so amazing like that kind of energy and you know that's also like it's that's the one of the things that I think gonna get you from like where you like where you are now to where you want to be um even if you know you don't really see it right now like trust me that is just such a beautiful attribute to have thank you I I thank my parents for that (laughs) <laughs> because I actually my parents are such a big inspiration in my life because um well dad always says that he's the ideas man and then mum makes it happen and mm. I feel like I try and take away like I try to like learn from both of them and um make stuff happen to the extent that they do as well so <laughs> oh amazing and that's so beautiful as well like I think especially because you've come from that country town like you've got those beautiful humble values about you that you know you'll just take through with you the the rest of your journey and career and I think that's also what will make you stand out from other filmmakers as well hopefully <laughs> <laughs> well we're so excited to continue to see you grow on this beautiful journey of yours and we want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast today sharing your story and just sharing a little bit about like who you are what you do and hopefully inspiring some other young creative beings out there who are listening to today's episode and yeah wondering if they've got what it takes to step out into the big world as well well thank you so much I I feel very hyped up now like I feel like you guys (laughs) you should you should honestly (laughs) anytime you just want to like get a boost of confidence just come to us like we'll hype you up thank you uh thanks so much Jess you on here sorry sorry it took so long to get you on here as well oh no it's fine (laughs) and thank you guys so much for having me like wow you guys are really nice. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, beautiful. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening today. We hope you've had a great time listening and we can't wait to tune in with you next week as well. Yeah, we'll see you on our next podcast. But don't forget to follow us and we will drop um, Jess's Instagram and all of her links as well below so you can go and follow her too and check out her work. Bye.